In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. My oh my, look at that sunshine booming this morning. 48 degrees at the moment, headed up to 60. And yes, they mentioned there could be some rain showers later in the day. Whatever it is, it's better than what we've had before, right? Special edition today, there's an organization known as HAPCAP. We'll tell you all about it today and in another show in a week or two. But it's doing a lot of good things here in Athens County and Perry County, Hawking County as well. Good morning, I'm Dave Palmer, and uh, joining us live this morning, we have three uh, three people from the HAPCAP organization. And uh, let me just uh, explain that HAPCAP simply stands for Hawking Athens Perry Community Action Program, I think. Yep. Right? Well, let me turn your mics on. Good morning. Now, um... So, joining us live this morning, we have Valerie Keeney. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Val. And and you, you mind being called Val? Val is perfect. Okay. And you are the public relations coordinator. I am, yes. And then uh, Clarissa Reynolds, right? Yes. Thanks and for having us. You bet. And she's the community resource navigator. And Eva Bloom, who is director of development. And Eva, thank you for all your help in setting this up. Well, thank you very much, Dave, for having us. You bet. Now, HAPCAP, how long has it been in existence? HAPCAP has been in existence for 56 years. No way. I know, right? 56 years. We started in 1966. And I assume that over those years, its purposes have changed and altered with the times, right? Yeah, one of the things that is so unique and exciting about HAPCAP, I think, is just how innovative we are in addressing the issues that our folks face here in Hawking Athens and Perry County. So we started as part of the broader movement of community agency action, community action agencies across the nation. So we were originally a Athens, Hawking, and Perry community action agency. They all formed together to kind of pool their resources, and from that, HAPCAP was formed. Hmm. Now, um, okay, so initially, what was the focus of HAPCAP? To assist with what? So the main point of any community action agency, and there's a community action agency in every county in the United States, uh, and it's just meant to overcome barriers placed by poverty. And those are all specific to the region. We try to make sure that our programming is matched up to what the needs are in the area. And of course, as Eva said, those have developed over the years. But that's the, that's the main thing, is trying to bridge the gap between um, you know, needs, basic needs, and poverty. So, you know, now, um, 
anybody listening knows that we've been going through an unusual period recently with COVID and all that sort of thing. And um, businesses that um, uh, previously had a certain level of business have a different level of business now, and it, in most cases less than they had before. Um, people, employees, retirement, whatever, they're all dealing with uh, the effects of all of that. And so uh, maybe they have uh, different levels of income now than they did two years ago. Uh, so HAPCAP adjusts according to the times, right? Right. And actually, um, Dave Clarissa might be able to, uh, to speak to some of the things that have come about as a result of the pandemic. So Clarissa has worked on the rent assistance program, which was something that I believe was funded predominantly with COVID support funds. So Correct. Clarissa, do you want to tell us a little bit about that program? So, there, so there's people out there that, you know, have signed a lease and um, had a job and so on, and either their job disappeared or it was changed in some manner and they're having trouble making rent, right? Right. Um, it could have been anything from, you know, losing a job due to COVID, childcare issues because, the you know, the schools closed down for a while. Yes. Um, there was a lot of different obstacles that they are not used to having. So we do, you know, uh, have a rental assistance program that would provide them um, with paying their back rent, their current month, and possibly additional months. They can get up to 12 months of benefits under this program. Um, you know, there, there are eligibility um, income-wise, but it, it has been very good for our area, you know, um, with the income here. And just supporting folks through, right. you know, some, some difficult transitions and maybe losing income for whatever reason. And Clarissa, that program, is is it still active? It do is we still, still active, yes. Do we still have funds available through that program? At this time, we do still have funds for that. We also have a homeowner assistance program going on that can help homeowners as well as renters at this time. Um, it will help with things like utilities for homeowners. It will help with property taxes for homeowners in, in the three counties that we serve. So that has been very helpful to a lot of seniors who are in limited income. Sure. And because of the rising cost of groceries and gasoline and medicines, that those just little bit of changes in their life really makes things a lot more difficult for them. Now, you mentioned uh, generally you, you can help for 12 months worth. Right. They do have to reapply every three months to make sure they're still eligible. Mm -hmm. But there are uh, the assistance available is for 12 months of, of total benefits as long as they continue to be eligible uh, for our program. And for some, you know, for some people, they've been affected almost two years now. Uh, is there... How do I want to say it? Are the authorities considering that and likely to change it so they could uh, have still yet more beyond a year? Yeah, we are looking um, in the future. Um, we don't know the exact date to implement sure, it, sure. but we're looking to that possibly being changed to up to 18 months of assistance. And that's also not only for rent, but that's for their utilities. So it can be for yep. electric, water, um, 
gas, natural gas, we can help with propane. So there's a lot of areas that we can help them for, you know, up to 12 months right now, but we're, you know, hoping that that will change to up to 18 months. Now, are these, how do I want to put it? Are these loans? Uh, do they have any responsibility for no, making them right later? Or no, what? these are, they do not have to pay any of this money back. Um, the only thing they have to do is provide us with the documents that we need in order for them to qualify. So once they do that, um, the, uh, the money's paid directly to the utility company or to the landlord, and um, they don't have to do anything after that. Um, if they need a dis you know, additional help, they can always come in and reapply. But this has been great, too, for, you know, for our landlords because, you know, there's a lot of landlords in this area, but they don't all own their properties. So when they weren't getting their rent, they were in the situation of losing the rental properties, which in turn is going to make more people homeless because we're not going to have places to rent. So um, this has served not only the renters, but the landlords in the area as well. Now, earlier it was mentioned that such a thing as HAPCAP, and once again, folks, HAPCAP stands for Hawking Athens Perry Counties community assistant program uh, you mentioned that every single county in the nation has uh, such an organization and uh, you know obviously they all have different names because of initials you know or whatever of counties they represent some of them may only represent one county but it's a huge county right so what whatever it is what um so what are the sources of these dollars that you can make available to help those living there? Yeah, so I think one of the – we receive federal, state, local um, dollars as well as a lot of fundraising efforts from people in our area and outside of our area. Um, each of our programs tends to have a different funding source, so that, that is what sets a lot of these requirements and documents that mm -hmm. Clarissa was talking about. Um, Eva actually is the head of our fundraising department and our development department, so she could fill you in a little bit on that side. Well, Eva, um, the, the sources. So you obviously federal, state, local, right? Correct. So each program is going to find out how it can fill the resource needs for that program. So for rent assistance, that was something that was authorized through the federal COVID relief dollars and then we fell in line with the requirements for that. So we also have a variety of other programs. We do community development work and that is funded through the Community Development Block Grant. So there is a number of programs through that measure that allow us to do certain things to improve the infrastructure in our community. And each we also have a transportation which is funded by Department of Transportation. So we're really trying to take a look at all of the needs that our communities have mm -hmm. and then understand the funding that's available for those needs in terms of grant funding. What is really exciting is when folks recognize the work that we're doing and support that through their own dollars because it gives us a little bit more flexibility to serve the specific needs for the folks we encounter day to day. We're very grateful for the grants and the resources that we get to operate those larger programs, but there are some times when we have needs that are difficult 
to to peg directly to a larger program. And that's where the support of our donors really comes in handy in allowing us to you know, pay for some maybe some operating costs, to buy certain things for individuals that they just need. And especially on the food bank side, um, we also operate the Southeast Ohio Food Bank. That's one of HAPCAP's divisions, the Food and Nutrition Division. And donations are really important for that work, primarily because it just costs a lot to get people the food they need to live healthy and make sure that they're not facing things like hunger. So that's where our donations really, <clears throat> really can help us further our work through being able to meet the individual needs. And I'll just give you kind of one example. So we had um, an, an older adult who came into our office in Gloucester and she had been out of a water heater for I think at that point it was like three months. And she finally got hooked up with us and we were searching through all of the different programs because we just needed to get this this person hot water in their house. Yeah. And we searched through all the programs and there just wasn't a program that was specifically set for that need. But we did have some, you know, corporate development fundraising dollars that we had available and we were able to get to just get this person a water heater get it delivered and installed in her house. And I know that day specifically, there were some folks who were just really feeling good about their work because they took this this individual need and found a way to get that person something that would make their improve their quality of life. 56 years you've been in business. Now, in Athens County, there's basically 60,000 people. Refresh my memory. Hawking County has how many? Roughly. Dave, I'm going to have to to be a little embarrassed here to tell you that I don't have those statistics okay. at hand. Apologize. And, and Perry, it would be uh, smaller than Hawking, right? Correct. So, um, you know, you have, let's say, 120,000 people living in those three counties and i may be off by 10 or so who knows mm -hmm. um how um i'll bet you've heard some stories that make you folks very um, compassionate um that it hurts to know that some people are having this problem or that problem right most definitely. I mean, we, on a daily basis, we can deal with somebody who's homeless. We can deal with somebody, uh, you know, an elderly person who has a hole in their roof and is looking for some, you know, some kind of funds to help them repair that. We deal with people who, um, you know, call and are just frantic. They may have five kids and their electric is going to be shut off that yeah, day. I yeah. mean, it's, it's always uh, something going on. And, you know, most of the time, we are able to um, either have funds or part of my job as a navigator is to be able to hook them up with resources that may even be outside of HAPCAP, but just so that we can help solve the problem. I mean, that's kind of what we do. It's just, uh, we want them to have whatever resources necessary at their hands, whether it be through HAPCAP, whether it be through another organization, and to try to solve whatever problem that they have that day. I mean, when they come in, um, 
that that is the only thing on their mind sometimes it's food sometimes they have you know don't have food we have giving boxes in athens perry hawking counties is soon to get the giving boxes so they can we can direct them to them we can direct them to the pantries in their area we can you know give them information about food bank um, so there's a lot of things that we have on hand that they may not know that those resources are available, but that's why we're there to help them. Once again, I keep mentioning this. 56 years HAPCAP has existed. Has HAPCAP, uh, when you look back in history, do you, and maybe nobody has had the opportunity to do this, but has there ever been a time as stressful as what we're going through now uh, in terms of uh, the, the COVID and, and well, you know what I mean. Right. With the, with the COVID for the last two years, with the inflation and the increased in cost of groceries and gas, it has definitely put a strain on the families in our area. And um, our funds and these programs that we have have become especially important at this time just to keep people, you know, we're just keeping them above water. I mean, uh, even in the rental program and in the homeless situation, our program for the rental assistance is, you know, essentially keeping somebody from being homeless. I mean, they're just a, a day or a paycheck away from being uh, out on the streets with their family, and that's what we're trying to avoid. Well, um, have, I, I, okay, how many people work for HAP? We have about 250 employees across Holy our three agencies. Cow. Yeah, we're, we're a bigger agency than some may think. There are a lot of different programs that we operate, and it takes a lot of staff to pull these things off. We're so grateful for everyone that comes to work for us, and then that's not even to mention our volunteers that come and help us as well. 250 staffers. That's remarkable. And that's just for the three counties, right? Your organization. Well, Dave, I will just jump in here to say that our food bank actually serves 10 counties so our food bank has a larger service area and so some of the folks that work there will go into places like lawrence county or morgan county or meg's county to make deliveries to pantries or to do mobile markets so our HAPCAP agency core communities are Hawking, Athens, and Perry. But when we get onto the food bank side, we actually have quite a few counties. That includes Athens, Gallia, Hawking, Jackson, Lawrence, Meigs, Morgan, Perry, Vinton, and Washington. And we have a, almost 70 member pantries that we supply food to through the food bank. That's amazing. I'm making notes here. Well, um, I'm sure different organizations or maybe it's elected officials or whatever approach you folks once in a while and say, here's an area that needs attention. Can you take it on and be responsible for making sure it gets done and is done well? Does that happen? It does happen, um, and we do have, because we're an existing agency that already has these operations in place and has the staff members, a lot of times when new grant dollars come up, um, it's something that it's easier for us to take it on because we already have the policies in place and we're used to meeting these regulations and collecting documents. So that's something that we have um, 
that's going pretty well for us. And of course, we try and do our own market research as well. And just in speaking, people like Clarissa that speak to our clients every day to understand what the needs are in the community. So we try and meet those that come to us and also anticipate what ones are upcoming. And I also just want to jump in here and give a shout out to our executive director, who's Kelly Haddis. And Kelly is just so dialed in to the mission of the agency yes. and dedicated to doing anything that is within the agency's power to make folks have a better quality of life. Um, our mission is to promote self-sufficiency. And so I, I will admit that I'm a little bit newer to the HAPCAP organization. I joined just a couple of months ago as the new development director. And one of the things that brought me to the agency was just the, such a strong commitment from the top to really understand the needs of the communities we're serving and then find new ways to address them. So for instance, I'll just give you a quick example. Um, on the food bank side, we are really working towards placing a, a heavier emphasis on the relationship between food and health and finding ways that we can work to close multiple healthcare gaps so that folks are not just, we're not just what they call feeding the line in the food bank space, you know, giving folks food when they need it. Obviously that's incredibly important work that we are absolutely committed to doing, but we're also looking at ways we can shorten the line. So how can we put folks in a position that they don't need to come for us, come to us for emergency food? How can we improve their social and physical health so that they are able to achieve that self-sufficiency? And so that's one of the things that we're working on through a new initiative called HAPCAP for Health. And we're very excited to see where we can um, make some progress in those areas. Well, this, this um, <coughs> community navigator. That sounds like an interesting uh, responsibility. It is. It very much is. And Clarissa, tell us a little bit about um, well, well, my, what, what, what's involved in that. Well, my, my primary job is I gather resources from HAPCAP and from outside agencies that are in my area. Um, the, the Athens County Navigator, Amanda Savile, she is more in touch with Athens County and what resources are in Athens County. Lauren Malone is our resource navigator in Hawking County, so she does the same there. But really, we want people to be able to contact us when, when they have a problem, when they have an issue, whether it be um, a roof or food or rent or homelessness. Um, it, it could be a car seat. It could be questions about daycare or Head Start. We want them to come to us with those questions, and then we want to be able to, if we cannot help them through HAPCAP, we want to be able to direct them to some resources that can help them. So um, it, it's very important. It's, it's needed in every county. And when this COVID money came about, we were in a great position because HAPCAP had our navigator positions that we could um, kind of hit the ground running. Some of the agencies, uh, the other community action agencies didn't have the staffing to take on this, uh, you know, a, a massive amount of money to give to renters. We were in a position where um, they knew that this, you know, this position was necessary, this, this navigator position. So then we took over that COVID money and we were able to get that money out to Athens and Perry and Hawking County residents. So it has been uh, a wonderful thing. We now have a much bigger staff 
to keep things run, running smoothly, to get people out. We work with uh, the courts to try to keep people from being evicted. You know, we are really trying to be proactive about keeping people in their homes. That's what this money is for. Um, I know I talked about the homeowner part of the program. Um, we can help with property taxes, and that's part of that. The whole, uh, in a nutshell, is just to keep people in their homes, whether they own the home, whether they're renting the home. We just are trying to keep people off the streets. Right. And the ones that are on the streets, we're trying to get them in homes. So, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We also, in our division, have um, the HEAP department. Um, they, you know, the, those girls work, uh, winter crisis just ended, but summer crisis starts July 1st. They are able to help with um, utilities. Um, no, so, HEAP and summer, I'm not sure I understand. Uh, the HEAP, HEAP program, they they work with uh, the utility companies to keep people, heat they're, keep them warm, whether it be Columbia Gas, whether it be um, AEP, whatever it is, they can go through them. They have programs that will help them um, if they qualify to have pay their electric based on their income. And then uh, winter crisis is, you know, it was helping people not be disconnected. It has just ended, but summer crisis will start July 1st. And the new heap year, um, the heap year runs from July 1st to June 30th. So if they haven't already applied for last year's heap, there's still time. And then starting July 1st, they can reapply and the state um, credits their main uh, main source of heat for their home with a, I don't know exactly what the amount of money is because it varies, but it'll credit that to their account so that it'll help them with their heating bills. Folks, you may hear a little bit of sound uh, variation on our signal and our engineers are working on some, um, some issues. And... Um, Basically, just to give you, you've probably noticed an awful lot of high voltage, big power lines being installed uh, on Armitage Road and crossing Columbus Road and going up over Peach Ridge and all of that. And uh, it's affected our signal. Uh, some of their construction has uh, gotten some wires that would cause a hum once in a while and stuff like that. So um, people are out working on that. And during that last conversation, we heard the audio change a little bit. So um, just be patient. We'll have this all worked out soon. All right. <clears throat> now, um, there's all sorts of things here I've never heard of, like CCMEP. What's Re that? That is Comprehensive Case Management and Employment Programs. Okay. Um, they, uh, HAPCAP partners with Athens County Job and Family Services, sure. Perry County Job and Family, and uh, Southeast or South Central Ohio Job and Family. Um, so basically, it's a program for uh, participants must be between 14 and 24, and it's a it's an employment program that they uh, work with students to set goals, whether it be to get their driver's license, whether it be to graduate from high school. Um, there's also uh, work experience opportunities, including paid employment. Um, they help with resumes, with job search, um, with preparing them for interviews. Um, and, you know, they just strategies to help um, kids graduate from high school. They, they just do a lot of different things uh, on the educational part of that in order to keep 
keep young kids in, and they can continue in that program through the age 24. So um, in that time, whether they be young mothers and need help with um, parenting or healthy eating or financial management, there's a, they have the opportunity there to have someone kind of guide them through that and guide them through the employment process. Now, earlier on, we mentioned that uh, APCAP has a staff of about 250 people. I assume not all of those are full-time, but, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, when you think about, um, oh, like Meals on Wheels programs or things like that, there's, there's also a lot of volunteers involved, right? Absolutely, especially up at the food bank. Volunteers are vital to us being able to fulfill, to fulfill our mission and get food into the hands of folks who need it. Now, um, under that general area, Meals on Wheels, uh, you also have certain dining sites that are set up on a daily basis, certain hours of the day, that sort of thing, where people can simply arrive and enjoy a meal. Um, SNAP. What is SNAP Outreach? So that SNAP stands for Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. So this is a program that sometimes folks would refer to as food stamps. Okay. So part of what we do through our food bank is to help connect people with benefits that they are eligible for, and that could be the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. So we provide food through pantries, through mobile food distributions, through distributions on our food bank premises in Logan. But they're folks that might need food throughout the week, and that's when they can use their SNAP benefits to access food when they're not available to get to a food distribution or to get things that aren't available through our food distribution service. Okay, now... <coughs> Um, medical needs. Uh, does HAPCAP have any opportunity to assist people with different treatments that they need? So we don't get so um, specific in terms of medical needs as to assist in, in individual treatments. To my knowledge, that's not a space that we've worked in. Okay. But we do work on Medicaid enrollment. So if folks are eligible for Medicaid and they're not enrolled, we can help them get connected so that they can receive those services. Uh, Clarissa, I'm not sure if there's any kind of medical assistance that comes in through Community Resource Navigator work. There's generally, I haven't seen uh, much as far as helping them with, with bills or something like that. We do have the uh, mobility managers that can help with transportation to and from appointments. Mm -hmm. um, and we can kind of hook them up and get that taken care of, whether it be um, the need maybe uh, for whether they need a gurney, whether they just need a, a ride or something like that. So we do have programs that can at least help with the transportation to and from appointments. So Hapcap, where where do you guys function from? Are you where where are you located primarily? So our headquarters, I would say, is in Gloucester. Okay. Um, the Southeast Ohio Food Bank and the Regional Kitchen are in Logan. And we also have offices in New Lexington and Perry County, um, and we do have 
people um, that work for us that operate out of other agencies as well, like JFS offices in Perry County. Um, yeah, so we are in all three counties in which we operate primarily. Sure. And, you know, think of things that um, you do and then think of things you wish you could do. What are some areas that, um, golly, you wish you had some way to help people with this or with that? Well, this is this is kind of where the uh, donations from private sources or from individuals really come into play because when we get uh, grants or government money, there are stipulations as to what we can spend it on, and there's always gaps in that, whether it be somebody calling me uh, because they have well water and they want to hook into city water, but they don't have the, you know, three or $4,000 for a water tap, um, whether they're, you know, we do have our housing program and there is some money through that, but a lot of times there's a waiting list for that. So sometimes they'll call and it, it may be a hot water tank. It may be uh, a hole in their roof. It, you know, there's a lot of things, especially we get this a lot with the elderly who are on a very fixed income and they may own their home, but upkeep is just kind of out of question for them with the money that they have coming in. Those are where our private dollars are so important because we have the discretion to use that money, um, you know, to try to help people who fall through the gaps in other areas. So um, sometimes we, um, if we have funds, we can help with a stay at a hotel for somebody that's homeless until we can get them into a shelter or get them into housing. So those are the kind of private funding that really makes a difference in all three counties, just being able to kind of hit and the things that we can't do through our grants, but that are still so needed in our counties. And I'll jump in here, Dave, to talk about a few other programs that we're really interested in pursuing and, and are currently in the kind of research and development phase on, but are still trying to figure out exactly how we're going to be able to launch those in the way that we'd like to. And so a really exciting program is a new market in Logan, close to our um, main food bank facility that will allow folks who are facing food insecurity to come in and have a more traditional shopping experience. So this would pan this would be kind of like a pantry, although we're calling it a, a market. They would be able to come in, have a very kind of grocery store type experience where they can pick the foods that they want for their family instead of being handed a box of you know pre-picked foods for them. This pantry is also going to be operating in some different, more accessible hours. Mm. So we're very close to getting that launched, but we're still working on putting kind of the the final operational touches to get that up and running. So that's something that we've been working on for a while. I'm very, very interested in unveiling to the community, as well as doing some more work in the healthcare space that you referred to earlier. So we're in talks with some health systems to find a way that we can do food as health or food as medicine. And we're actually working with folks to have providers write food prescriptions. So that would enable an individual to get the healthy food that they need to manage specific conditions. So we do have a lot of diabetes in the area and we know that diet can have a really large impact on the way that you know disease is managed for an individual. And so that is an area that we're currently pursuing and looking to build our capacity to serve folks who are you know in need of not only just food support, but food support for, for specific conditions and 
for specific health outcomes. Well, we all know we can eat good food or we can eat not so good food. And regardless of how it may each taste, um, there's certain things that say this is what you should do. Now, um, are, are people also receiving, shall we say, education? Are they learning that um, this type of food is good for them, this is not? Yeah, so most of our programs have some sort of an educational aspect to it because we're not, our programs aren't developed just to fill a gap. They're meant to help build self-sufficiency and help people build on their own skill sets that they already have. So we always try and provide some education from each of our programs, whether it be about our food and health programs or things like through our job program, we help find job placement, but we also help build the resumes and offer classes to develop skill sets for those. And you can really find examples of that in all of our divisions across the agency. Now, um, you know, Clarissa and Valerie, you represent two areas within HAPCAP, um, a community navigator and then the, the food bank and regional kitchen concepts. Um, and, and, well, let's see, I didn't say that quite right. But anyway, there's a lot of other things you guys do. And I guess in a, in a show down the road here in a week or two, we're going to cover those items too, right? But what, just in terms of titles, what would those be? Yeah, so HAPCAP is comprised of seven, seven different divisions, and five of those are resource-based um, with programs to benefit the communities, and two of those are administrative-based to help ensure the prosperity of the agency and growth in the future. We have the Child Development Division, which has six Head Start and Hurley Head Start centers across our three counties. We have Transportation Division with Athens Public Transit, Athens On Demand Transit, Logan Public Transit, and Go Bus. We also have the Housing and Community Development Program, which helps with physical infrastructure needs like those weatherization and housing repair programs. And then we have the Food and Nutrition Program as well, which has the Southeast Ohio Food Bank, the Regional Kitchen, things like the Meals on Wheels program and the HAPCAP for Health program that we were just discussing, and also our Community Services Division, which has the HEAP, the Home Energy Assistance Program, um, and helps with uh, meeting those utility needs, all of the CARES Act and American Rescue Plan money that came through for COVID, that all runs through the Community Services Program. What well, sounds to me like after 56 years of existence, you've got it pretty well all covered. But I'm going to ask you, uh, any of the three of you, is there an area you'd really like to add or beef up that um, uh, more than it presently is? Again, we'll go back to our, our new initiative for HAPCAP for Health. And so this is something that we will see implications for across the agency. This program is really focused on the social determinants of health. So what do people need to live healthier lives? Their implications in terms of a safe house, mm -hmm. energy assistance for sure, food, 
education, childcare. So although we have programs that speak to those needs right now, through this HAPCAP for Health lens, we're really gonna try and make sure that each of those programs are addressing the needs of the social determinants of health. So this will be a way for us to kind of look at what we're doing and then look at where there are opportunities to speak more directly to positive health come, positive health outcomes for the individuals that we serve. I'll also say, Dave, um, we're seeing an increased need for food assistance. Just in the last two weeks that we've had an on-site food distribution at our Logan Food Bank, we've seen about 50% more folks coming to us for food assistance, and many of them are coming to us for the first time. So although this is an area that we are currently serving, we are we are expecting that we're gonna have kind of a heavy load to bear over the summer with the way that costs have risen, with the increased costs just to fill up the tank. So maybe somebody is, they gotta go to work, so they gotta put so much gas in their car to get there, but then that's gonna leave them short for the weekly grocery shop. So I just wanna, I guess, put it out there that this is this is an area that we see you know, a great need coming and we're already seeing folks coming to the food bank to receive food assistance. And this is something that we're watching and something that we are really hoping our community will continue to support our work on so that we can make sure folks have food. So they can't you know, live productive and healthy lives without something in their bellies. And that's kind of a primary need that we're really focused on here in the next couple of months. Also, kids are gonna be getting out of school. So a lot of kids receive nutritional support through their school programs. And that's another gap that we're hoping to fill through some of our summer feeding programs. But we know that we're gonna have a lot of work to do to make sure that folks have the food that they need in the coming months. You know, I think of people receiving assistance like this, advice, uh, financial, um, food, whatever. Um, and I can't help but think there's somebody that thinks they should have gotten more. How do, how do you how do you deal with that? Um, you know. So Dave, I'm sure those folks are out there, but you know what we see a little bit more frequently is we see folks saying, "I'm in need, but somebody probably needs it more than I do." That's cool. And I think that's um, something that I was talking with an individual who does the commodity supplemental nutrition program. So this is boxes of food that go out to older adults who are facing food insecurity. And, and the individual was talking a woman into signing up because she was worried that she wasn't needy enough, that she didn't want to take a box from somebody who needed it more than she did. Neat. And they, you know, assured her there's, there's, We've got the boxes to feed the folks who need it, and you are in need it and need to take this this support. And I am sure that those folks are out there in the situation that you're saying that they needed more assistance than we were able to give. And I just want to assure them that we're always working to find new ways to get folks the help that they need. But I would say, and Clarissa, you can kind of let me know if I'm in the right place, that more often than not, people are, are feeling like they don't want to take it from somebody else. 
that's exactly right. I mean, uh, they they do have needs, but especially when you deal with the older uh, generation, they I think they're just used to getting by with what they have. So the idea for them that there is help out there, they are always thinking of, well, my kids could probably use it more, or my grandkids could use it more, so I don't want to take it. So we really kind of have to encourage them that, you know, we, we have enough to, you know, support everyone, that we want them to be able to get the benefits as well as, uh, you know, as well as everyone else. Um, more often than not, we don't a lot of times see people who think they need more we often just see people who are just so thankful that these services are there and um, you know to be able to hear the relief in their voice when you tell them you can help them yeah. and you know there's often times that you know i hang up the phone with somebody who's crying because they are so relieved and so thankful that our programs are there and that's why we do this job you know we you know we assure them that well, that's why we're here we're here to make their life better in whatever way that we can so and and that's kind of the the hapcap uh that's what we everyone at hapcap does you know we all serve pe different people for different reasons but we're we're there to serve them we're there to make their life better in whatever way that we can on that day at that time that's what that's what we're trying to do and people are just so thankful and you know just appreciative that we, they, we have the service available there's kind of a touchy area but it occurs to me that it might be something that is important helping people find a job uh, for whatever reason they may not have income a job um, is is there a part of hapcap that is focused on assisting people find employment that is up their alley, so to speak. Well, part of my job as a resource navigator is I always try to know different places in my area that is hiring or you know specific jobs that I know may be open. So a lot of times when I'm talking to somebody and doing an intake and they say, you know, I have no income, but I've been looking, then I will say, you know, you know, this place is hiring. Have you looked here? You know, what kind of jobs are you looking for to try to direct them? We oftentimes direct them to Job and Family Services because uh, they have the job search there, can help them build resumes. You know, we that that's always a good option. Um, but we, we do try to at least give them some information as to some places that are local, different places they can look and things that they can do in order to increase the chance of them finding something to support their family. Well, I think you folks do a great job. Um, Eva, tell us, we're going to have a second session, right? Absolutely. And uh, tell us what kind of topics we'll cover there. So in our next session, we're going to have representatives from our Community Development Division, Transportation, and Child Development Division. So we'll talk about Head Start, Early Head Start. Our Athens Mobility Manager will be on air, so he can answer all of the transportation questions that you might have for him, Dave. And then we've also got a Community Development Representative who's going to talk about the ways that we improve the infrastructure for the communities that we serve. Awesome. And is that, uh, I've sort of forgotten, is that That's a week? That's the 28th of April, okay. so we're going to start April the month 20th. and end the month with you. There you go. And Dave, can I just get in a, a little plug here for our website? So no. we've talked, oh, 
I'm like, oh no, I've broken the rules. No, of course. Okay, we've just talking about we've talked about so much information, and some of that is information that folks who need assistance might want to follow up on. Mm-hmm. Some of that is folks who may want to volunteer, folks who may want to provide financial support, which we would so greatly appreciate. And you can get some more details on any of those at our website, which is hapcap.org. That's H-A-P-C-A-P dot O-R-G. We are also on social media, so we would love to have you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We have um, Hawking Athens Perry Community Action, or HAPCAP, on all of those, as well as the Southeast Ohio Food Bank. So if you are someone who has more interest in understanding the ways that we're serving the needs of folks who are food insecure, check us out on Southeast Ohio Food Bank. If you want to take um, stay tuned to general agency information, that's the Hawking Athens Perry Community Action page. Excellent. Well, um, let's see here. Valerie, where are you from? I am from Nelsonville, so. Okay. Yeah, and Clarissa, you? I am from Moxahela. Uh-huh. And Eva? I'm a transplant. I grew up in Gahanna, a suburb of Columbus, and I came down to Athens for school more than 20 years ago. That's all we'll say. That's cool. Well, listen, keep up the great work, and we'll look forward to that second session here in a couple of weeks. And, um, folks, if you would like to, um, what number should they call? It is 740-767-4500, or you can always email info at hapcap.org. Info at hapcap.org. And on our website, we also have a new feature that is a chat feature. So if you go to our website, it'll pop up a little chat box that says, can I help you? Um, I'm actually one of the people that you could talk to on there. So if you have a quick question or need a phone number or just some, you know, a general question, you can always go to that. And um, we're out of time. Okay. <laughs> CBS is going to take In our 72nd year of serving Southeast good. Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. FM. CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Ukraine's foreign minister presented a wish list of three things to NATO and G7 leaders in Brussels today. Weapons, weapons, and more weapons. Either you help us now, and I'm speaking about days, not weeks, or your help will come too late. He is warning of more Russian massacres like the one in Bucha that killed hundreds of civilians. The UN General Assembly meets this hour to vote on suspending Russia from the Human Rights Council over the atrocity. Ukrainian officials are urging people who live in the East to get out now ahead of expected attacks there. The Senate expected to confirm Ketanji Brown-Jackson's nomination today to become the first black woman on the Supreme Court. Minority Leader Chuck Schumer. A giant 